listening to the Injustice Podcast with Jay and Janine. I am a non-attorney general manager of a law firm and... I'm Jay Farrow and I'm an attorney licensed to practice in the state of Florida and New York. And Janine and I created this podcast as the Injustice Podcast uh, to discuss provocative issues in in the law um, as a as a platform to give a voice to transforming the practice of law to make it more equitable and more fair. And uh, so we thought that this, this podcast could be for, um, for any lawyers, uh, aspiring lawyers, uh, or anybody just interested in, in the legal system and, and uh, to see what they could do about the dysfunction in the legal system. Right, so like any other uh, system that we have in place created by human beings, in service of human beings, over time it can get uh, dysfunctional because <laughs> that's sort of the context um, in which a lot of our institutions are run. They are run with the dysfunction that we are as well. So Jay and I thought that it was important to sort of call it out. And one of the things that we've noticed in the practice is the inequity. It's shouldn't be but it is more and more apparent to us that it really is the justice that you can afford versus the justice that you are entitled to i mean there's sayings out there that that you know you're innocent until proven broke yeah um and you get the justice that you pay for um i mean there's no shortage of the euphemisms but 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 ultimately you know it, it is there's there's so much money and power can do to the legal system and i'm not i'm not inferring what whatsoever that the judiciary or the judges really have anything to do with it i mean this is no, what, what, not what, necessarily what, correct what, what we're saying is that that the lawyers themselves uh that get paid uh um in certain situations that they get paid to delay obstruct um, and, and do everything they can because here's the thing and this is what I the topic of, of today it, right. it's just that you know how does a little guy get a seat at a table at a game created by uh, corporations or people with money mm-hmm. and uh, and and influence I mean uh, how does it how does how does the uh, proverbial David go after Goliath? in the legal system because lawsuits, you know, I've been doing this for nearly two decades. Lawsuits cost an extraordinary amount of time and money. Right. And, and mom and pop and the little guy that get ripped off by a corporation or by a group of people, I mean, they don't have in the civil arena the ability to keep up with the, uh, the, the proverbial bad guys. Right. It is, you know what, the sad thing is, is that it does become a question of means. What can you afford? How can you afford to either prosecute a claim or defend yourself against a claim? And because of the nature of the billable hour, but even when you are working on a flat fee, the amount of work that goes into prosecuting or defending a case can be mind numbing. And it really adds up and it adds up really rather quickly. Even if you think not that much is going on, there are so many different nuances in the law that are going on all the time. And to get cases pushed along that um, can be really challenging. But I'm, we've said in the first podcast, I'm not an attorney. And I, however, I am in this business now for many years. But I have a question for you, Jane. This is a question that I ask you often. (laughs) And it's, how does the law or how can it be that the law affords so much cover for the bad guys? This is something that boggles my mind. Of all things, it's the procedure 
of the law. Okay, so okay. speak into that. So every lawsuit, whether you're suing your neighbor for <clears throat> you know uh, spraying some water over your fence, mm-hmm. or if you're if you've uh, gotten commissions stolen from you from a large corporation uh, that you had worked for, every lawsuit, no matter how much uh, money is at stake, has the same essential components. Uh, that's the filing of a lawsuit. Right. Uh, then there's going to be the other side, the defendant's uh, ability to file an answer and affirmative defenses and potentially right. a counterclaim. Or a motion for summary judgment, right? To get it kicked out no, or a no, motion no. to dismiss. So, or, I mean, sorry, a so motion there's to dismiss. No, so there's multiple components. Like, right. So, so okay. in, at each stage of the, of the proceeding, uh, each side has the ability to, to make certain maneuvers. Yes, there's a motion, something called a motion to dismiss. Um, and then there's this uh, uh, idea of exchange of information that mm-hmm. that, that no party phase. should be entitled to surprise the other party at trial. So you're entitled to basically everything the other side has, save for some privileges. Um, and you get into this, you know, uh, information exchange. And it's in this information exchange that um, the abuses really occur. Occur. Because if you're suing the proverbial bad guy, they're not going to want to turn over their information. So what are some of the maneuvers and cover under the law that we that you see that are used a lot by the proverbial bad guys? So let's say that to if delay, I... delay, for okay, example. So let's say that we're, we're, um, we have a lawsuit going and there's issues related to fraud, misrepresentation, and the like. And let's say that, that our firm sends out a request for production of documents. Mm-hmm. Let's say there's 50 requests. Uh, nowadays, I'm getting 50 objections to all of my requests, right. and then uh, you know, the, and the objections are irrelevant or overbroad, or, or that it doesn't matter. So, so imagine this: you have these 50 requests, and um, they file objections. Well, we're required to get with the other side to meet and confer to go over like what's going on with the objections before we can even bring it to a judge, or at least we should do that. Correct. Uh, and you can imagine that not too much gets resolved, although some, some lawyers are different, during these uh, meet and confers. But here's the thing. If you have that many objections to discovery, it's going to take two hours to resolve this before a judge. And unfortunately, uh, it takes a long time to get that kind of hearing time before most judges. Right. So I'm hearing you say that there are a couple of things. First, there is the actual procedure of doing the objections, whether they're founded or not founded. Usually they're unfounded, but they can do it. So that's the point, right? They can object. And then you have to go through the the rest of the procedure, which is actually getting a hearing before the judge so that the judge can rule on whether these objections are valid or not. Is that what you're saying? Uh, that, right. Yeah. Okay. And, and and so let's let's back up for a second. So you file a lawsuit. The other side has 20 days to answer. Uh, then uh, let's say the other side files a motion to dismiss. And I'm talking about state court right now. Uh, you may find a hearing date on that motion to dismiss maybe in a couple of months maybe three right. from when you actually started this uh, the, the, the lawsuit. Now you're sending out discovery. They have 35 days to respond. Mm-hmm. I see time and again, like motions for extension of time, and I'm guilty of it too, um, because there's just so much going on in, in all right. of our lives. But the clock is ticking. And every moment, every day that goes by that the clock is ticking, you know, the game is geared towards the person that has the amount of money to fund the lawsuit. Now I'm talking about 
traditional tried and true quote unquote litigation mm-hmm. you know so it's it's a matter of waiting the other side out because once you file a lawsuit um the initial shock of that is over with and then you know m- most people that that get sued a, a bit know how that hey this is just another lawsuit we're going to put it stack it into our closet you know or, or right. and and we'll give hand it over to our uh, attorney and just say hey We'll see and deal with this in, in a few years. And we, we're going to have the other side spend so much money on these objections and motions and... and, and, and right. Okay. The, the, the thing is, is that when a lawyer or a defense lawyer on a, on a case involving, let's say, fraud, and, and we do a lot of civil racketeering, they don't have a lot of incentive to tell their client anything but you're going to win, screw these guys, you know, how dare the little guy speak up, stand up, or have a voice. Right. And so we're going to show them because if you don't show this little guy, every single other little guy is going to come after you. There's a cost benefit to right. the person, the big guy kind of, or the bad guy. Right. Because it could be a corporation, it could be an ent- a person. Um, to You make a really good point to sort of send a message, which is even if we're wrong, we will punish you for coming after us right. because we will make it financially devastating for you to have done so. And I've seen this a lot lately. Not yeah. only do the they, they, do, they do like this that. obstructionist things, but they file counterclaims. They even file independent lawsuits against right. lawyers and the and the little guy that's actually trying to stick up for their for their rights. Um, and there's other things, and we'll get into another podcast about mm-hmm. the that there's this 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 epidemic out there of lawyers in a defensive posture sending out what's called motions for sanctions. Um, but the procedure itself lends itself to be right. an expensive, arduous process. Lengthy. And process. after after Correct. looking at this, you know, for the time that I've been practicing law, I think to myself, how could this be better? In other words, how could and I'm not talking about for my clients, I'm talking about for everybody because you know what? Right. What some people don't talk about is the emotional toll lawsuits take. Oh, yes. We touched on that the last time. And it is, um, and I mentioned in the last podcast as well, part of what I do at the firm is have the client interaction, speaking to them very often about their case or even how they're doing relative to their case, even if not that much is going on in any particular time. And it is a very... um, emotionally turbulent time for a person who is going through uh, litigation, regardless of what side you're on, because of course it's usually a business dispute, but it's all very sort of emotionally charged. And um, the concern of expense and the concern of the length of time and all of these concerns are extremely valid because any lawyer worth their salt, but any lawyer period cannot guarantee a result. So, but the advantage, even on the mm-hmm. emotional side, mm-hmm. you know, is with the, it was was with the with the company or the people that have the money to fund the lawsuits that can insulate themselves from, let's say, turning over documents and, and the like. And it right. and it requires a lot of work to get something to trial. It, it requires a lot of work to prosecute the case, to think about it, to strategize, to to play chess. And you know, it, the, the justice system works at the end of the day if you can get to the end of the day. Right. And and. Our thought was, hey, there's ways to innovate the law, okay? There's ways to make it less expensive for the little guy to try their case, especially in the arena of discovery. And so one of the things that we have innovated uh, is 
you, you know, leveraging social media mm -hmm. uh, to get information. Um, you know, we issue notice to witnesses uh, uh, videos and um, also notice to witness press releases uh, uh, relative to our cases, seeking anybody with information to come speak with us. Now, you could do the same thing mm -hmm. by going out and hiring a private investigator who's going to hide in somebody's bushes. You know, that that and maybe that works in some iterations, but that is extremely expensive, you know, and, right. and if you can, if you can get the information and when I say information, I'm talking about the facts that will make a material difference to winning the case uh, outside of the traditional uh, discovery uh, in the court, you have the investigation portion outside of court. And again, you could do this with a private investigator. You could do this with um, a, a social media private investigator where people mm -hmm. just go onto social media sure. and they look at and someone's like Facebook. And, right, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. So there's there's ways to get that information to find out, you know, what your people are actually up to. Because if you're, you know, chasing money and you've lost it, you want to know where they spent it, where they're going, what they're doing, how they're living. Right. And you know what? There's so much information online. And one of the other things that, that we use is how much public information there is out there between government agencies uh, and uh, and corporate filings. Right. I mean, everything is online. I mean, and you can, as sitting in my chair as a lawyer, you can get so much of the information right. up front. So what are some of the things that you're looking for when you are seeking uh, information and witnesses? Because in some people find this, notice to witnesses very unpalatable right because it's novel we're doing it in video form it's not really ever really been done before it's new to the judiciary it's it's new to um opposing counsel so what kind of information are you looking for it's not actually that new um, you know, lawyers all the time make the comments. The format that, is new. Well, the format is new. The format is new, but not the notice to witnesses. You're correct. Right. So it's it's like, uh, I mean, the, the precursor to a video for notice to witnesses is sending out uh, a notice to witnesses uh, pamphlet, you know, mm -hmm. in the mail correct. to people that may have information relative to a uh, claim. Sometimes that's an entire neighborhood of people. And it, mm -hmm. and nowadays, I mean, there's YouTube, I mean, which is the the... the next generation of sending out that type of, uh, of a Correct. notice. Yeah. So there's the idea that just because it hasn't been done, it shouldn't be done. Right. And, right. and, and there's, um, there is a, the tried and true litigation is to, you know, suck it up and take it. This is the way things always been. And mm -hmm. it's like, it's the, the big guy with the resources to object to everything and to prosecute their case right. like this. And even though it's public, right? Because once it's filed, it is a public document. But you'd have to go search for it. You'd have to know what, not necessarily even know what you were looking for, but you'd have to go online. You'd have to search it up, right? With the notice to witness videos, it's much more in your face, right? Also, you have to search it up. It's not just everywhere. But so people have been um, commenting some people are like, wow, right. oh my God, that is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And others are like, oh my God, keep it to yourself. It should be kept in the court, blah, blah, blah. Well, what's funny is that we we are keeping it in the court because all we do, you know, in, in this iteration, and I know maybe getting off on a little bit of tangent here with, with, with one of the mechanisms that we uh, look to leverage the... Uh, the expenses of litigation is our notice to witness videos. Um, 
but but in what we are doing is we 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 tell everybody there's a notice of witness uh, that there's these are the names of the parties these are the allegations of the complaint and if you have any information give us a call. Uh, so, By the way, it's extremely effective. <laughs> it is extremely effective. I mean, we have we have uh, we get a lot of calls. We get a lot of calls, yeah. and we speak to a lot of people, disgruntled mm-hmm. uh, uh, pe- uh, previous in- uh, previous employees. Previous executives, yes, um, family members, or people who have done business with some of the parties that ended up being, you know, uh, wronged by the parties. But the funny part, and this is a little bit on a tangent, but I just can't help myself. I gotta say, <laughs> funny part is that the people on the other side are call us out on the notice to witness videos and say, "Oh, no one's gonna call. This is just, you know, it's nonsense. It's whatever it is." No, they call. Yeah, they call. There's a long line of people who are interested in supporting. So let's say our that claims. one of the phone calls that gave me the key piece of information. Listen, you guys have been doing a great job, and I see what you know. I, I see where you guys have been headed with this lawsuit, um, but you should look over in Bermuda because there's a there's an account that you need to know about over there, mm-hmm. or um, you know, I'm this so and so to this person. I'm their relative, and I got to tell you that basically, if you want to find the dirt, the, the money, and where it's being hidden, it's buried in this backyard, and this is where right, it is. Right, right. That's right. the information that I'm talking about. It's not something that you're going to see necessarily turned over in in normal discovery. This is the legal process is an organic, uh, breathing process. It's people who have disputes, and then there are going to be. Uh, witnesses that testify to the disputes and eventually this thing goes to trial and it's the people that decide, the jury that decides, you know, what's Mm -hmm. going on. What I'm thinking though is what if all of the lawyers, like on our side where we're we're preparing a lawsuit, you Mm -hmm. know, and then we're set, we send it over to somebody else before we file and say, look, this is our package. This is what this is going to look like. You should take a look at, you know, with your, with your clients and then review it. And then let's go to a productive, let's say pre-suit mediation to resolve it. Cause that way, you know, you can get in and out and on with life without the fuss and muss of litigation because both sides lose in litigation. And this is what I think that the defense attorneys that are defending a fraud case or the like are, are not sharing necessarily with their clients. And that is, look, once you file a lawsuit, it's a public lawsuit. I right. mean, a lot of times corporations have to disclose public lawsuits to on bank statements, or not bank statements, uh, bank uh, loan applications, right. uh, some, some, some companies. To investors, they have to disclose Absolutely. it to their insurance companies, their insurance carrier, et cetera. And how, how would it be that the conversation would be had with the clients, like, look, you're just about to be sued, all right? And instead of saying, you know what, you may be right at the end of the day, but the, let me, let, you do have some exposure here. And what would it be, you know, for a lawyer to say this to the client up front? Uh, I'm not going to charge you for uh, the billable hour. Like I'm going to charge value for my time as opposed to actually keeping my time. And to be honest enough in saying, look, you have some exposure. Why don't you, you know, look at this and then make an offer? Because let me tell you, let me tell you, this is this is crazy. <laughs> it makes sense to steal, evidently. On a, a right. math, we have math discovered wise, that. If, if you're if you're looking at a, a two plus two equals four kind of calculation, let's say that that a company stole commissions from somebody is like a million bucks. Um, they know that probably, probably one out of every five hundred is going to file a lawsuit. That is correct. And then and then of that, probably only ten percent have the ability to take it to and and, and complete a trial mm-hmm. with all of the costs and the expenses. So the odds of you getting away with it are tremendous. 
especially if you are the um, the one with with <laughs> with the money. And right. If you have deep pockets, it's a calculated risk that you take. Right. And in our experience, most people are too afraid to come forward and to actually stand up for it themselves. It takes a lot of courage to prosecute it does. a lawsuit. It I mean, really does. You're actually, it, it does take a lot of courage. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking to myself, well, what, what, what a world that we live in, and maybe this doesn't apply to all cases, but that all the lawyers have a, have a, a, a discussion of how is this going to impact the company, um, the people, Right. Just like I have a, a conversation with, my, with, with, with on the other side with my clients and saying, hey, this is what this might look like. You know, this mm -hmm. is an emotional uh, situation. And when you're talking about a business uh, dispute where there was a former employee involved, I mean, a lot of the lawsuits, I want to say maybe 80%, it's, it's not maybe not a divorce case, but it's exactly the same emotion to go into a divorce case. So, um, you know, we think that technology, mm -hmm. social media, has the ability to revolutionize the practice of law. Exactly. And and really, it's, it's with the intention to create expedience. And it's also um, with the intention to create a more level playing field. Because when somebody has the wherewithal and the intention and the financial ability to outspend you, even if they're wrong, then you get to be innovative and creative on the other side with how to manage the litigation in such a way to um, expedite things. And we have found that the social leveraging social media is one of the ways to do that. But there are many ways. So we'd love to hear from you and know if this was of interest to you. We want to know what your feedback is. If you or have if any you have questions, any ideas, because you know, yeah, just because we're doing one specific, thing, you know, right. we're looking to revolutionize or transform the practice of law right. to level the playing field, make it more equitable uh, for all of the parties that are involved. And more and expedient. I'm looking to create the conversation <laughs> with lawyers. And so I want to just wrap up with this. Yeah. I want to create the conversation with lawyers is to be honest with your clients. I mean, and to really dig in to uh, weighing, you know, the, the exposure that, that they actually, you know, the, that your client actually has, because mm -hmm. I think it starts with us. And I'm, I'm guilty of it too. I mean, I, I, I know that, that I could do a better job, you know, speaking um, to my clients and explaining, you know, the ins and outs of litigation. If I spent, you know, another five or six hours on something, I'm, I know I could do a better job. But more fundamentally, you know, if I, if I am giving you the ins and outs about a piece of litigation, one of the things that I tell my clients is that, you know, you're not going to get paid retail back for the things that you lost. Right. The fact that you're sitting in my chair is a symptom of other things. And if you can, uh, you know, conceptualize or think about an intentional result that you want to create here, let's do it now. Let's do it today. Um, that's going to go a long way because then you have a roadmap to where you want to go, knowing the entire legal landscape. And that's hopefully, um, the one thing that, you know, I'm really, really proud of. So again, thanks for joining us. Interact with us. Let us yep. know what you want to hear, what topics you'd be interested in learning more about. Um, we are very open to exploring other areas of the law, and Jay and I are all about learning and expanding. And so let us know. Follow us on Facebook. 
and Instagram and YouTube and any kind of social media. There are going to be links below for you to be able to follow us and um, let us know what you think. We'd love to interact with you. Have Take a care. good one. Bye-bye. Bye.